right, man. So the Yankees are out. Uh, You're hoping we want to get to this. Yeah, I was hoping that we're like, okay, we're good. <laughs> All right, man. Astros sweep them. Oh, the ALCS. All right, um, oh. next subject, dude. Um, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> What's what's up with this today? Benched. <laughs> All right, what's up with Russ, man? He got benched. Oh. I feel like this is like not even a surprise, but the Lakers lost another game. They're zero and three. What? What? Joining us in the zero and three. Right. And apparently everybody's thinking it's Russ's fault. Of course it's Russ's fault. That's what everybody always says. It's always been Russ's fault. The team wins not because of Russ because of everybody else, and the team loses because of Russ. It's been like that forever. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. What do you think? I think it's crazy how many 0-3 teams there is already in the season. Um, usually there's not this many. So there's six of them. Let's go through them. <laughs> some are surprised, some shouldn't be a surprise. Orlando, 0-3. Philadelphia 76ers, 0-3, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Los Angeles Lakers, 0-3. Sacramento Kings, yeah, that's right, 0-3, baby. Houston Rockets, man, they are killing it today, just not in the right uh, way. Uh, their point differential is negative um, 12.4, so they really fucking suck. Um, and they're 0-3 as well. Um, of course, us, we're 0-3. Um, that's right. But Thunder that's okay. Up. We'll take it. Um, we're only uh, seven point four um, point differential, so I don't. That's not a bad stat right there for us. But let's just go through some of the teams that are surprising. San Antonio two and one, right? Oh, Portland three and zero. Oh, that's a surprise. Utah, what the fuck, dude? Utah got better and they traded their best players away. They're three and zero. Oh. Right. Right? What is going on in the West? And then you got in the East, man, you got Toronto's one and two. You've got I mean New York's in eighth place in the in the East right now. Like what the fuck's going on? Um you have Cleveland two and one, not a big surprise. Milwaukee two and oh, Boston three and oh, um Charlotte two and one. What Charlotte's two and one? Jesus Christ, man. Oh, Charlotte's two and one because they've had two um, away games. That makes more sense. Dude, Charlotte, man. You think they're going to be able to hang on? No, dude. This is this is the pinnacle of their season right here, bro. There you go. It's been called <laughs> by Dave. Hey, so and did you, you see Phoenix? Go ahead. Phoenix go ahead, go and Golden ahead. State, man. You got two and one each over there. That, that, you know? Yeah. That's That's a good... Good job by those two guys. And Minnesota's Minnesota, they're two and one, but their only two wins are against us. So I don't know how far you want to throw that that cookie. Yeah, I mean that's you have to question the validity of that if that's all they get. <laughs> but hey man, so I'm trying to pull it up, dude, but I can't. I can't. Everybody's just gonna have to take my word for it. But there's a dunk. Dave was trying to show me by Jacques Landell. Yes, Jacques Landell. Unfortunately, it's not pulling up, bro. I'm sitting here watching a, a spinny thing. Ah, so, all right. Um, new player for well, the Phoenix ish. Suns, but he played with the Spurs yes. last year. He um, 
is from Australia, and you know how much we love the Aussies. So we got to go ahead and give him a shout out. Um, it seems like he's cracked the rotation and he's earned a spot with the Suns, and that's great. I, li I like seeing what he's doing. I love seeing Australian players do well in the NBA and keep them coming. Yeah, and let's just go over where Jock played because I think it matters. Um, he played in Melbourne um, in 2020 and 2021. Um, he pretty pretty well. He averaged 16.4 points a game, um, half a steal, 1.59 blocks a game. Um, 2.3 is 7 assists, which is it's really good for a center. You don't see a lot of centers averaging uh, 2.37 assists. Um, rebounds were great at 8. So uh, really good job in the NBL for his first year. And then last year, he got to play for Coach Popovich for 54 games. Now, um, he averaged 10 minutes a game in those 54 games and started one game. I was impressed with him last year. I know Mark and I were talking about before we got on the podcast. Um, I like these 6'11", 7-foot guys that uh, can do multiple um, things, guard multiple positions. They don't need to just be a center. So if you're looking at Phoenix Suns and you have one player that that I feel like is going to stand out really well with this team and the way he seals and the way he understands the game, uh, Jock Lendell uh, is going to do that. He is going to be a surprise player this year that is going to really rock um, just the, the NBA and the aspect of here's another Australian player coming out of pretty much nowhere because I want to say he went to a small college in uh, – um, Let's see. St. Mary's uh, is who he's, or I mean, yeah, I think you said. Yeah, St. Mary's, Mary's College of California. Yeah. So, you know, like a small college. So, man, I love it, man. This is what he needs to do. And I love the fact that here we are talking about another NBL player that, that yes, he played, you know, college hoops here, but he still went back and played one year in Melbourne, um, which is, again, amazing. I love it when these athletes decide to go back to their hometowns and play a year before starting in the NBA. So, Jock Lindell, guys, you got to take a look at him. Uh, his ability of, of sealing when, and when players go to the hole, um, he really takes up the entire lane doing so. Uh, his rebounding and getting the ball up the court, just his real knowledge of the game. And the fact is, is that he doesn't even know if he has a mohawk on his head or what it is. And I think that's kind of cool because there's a lot of people who are like doing their own hairstyles like, yeah, yeah, I got this going on. But really, man, it's Jock just being Jock. And I love it when players represent like that. For sure, man. All right. You sent you sent me this thing, and I'm I'm still like getting used to it, dude. It's um the hustle stats on the NBA on NBA.com. Isn't that great stuff, man? Is am I the only one who's brand new to this? I feel like I shouldn't admit it, like I'm ignorant or something, but here we are. I'm ignorant. I don't know about all this stuff and I'm I'm looking at it right now and the the one player on the Thunder that I see over and over and over again is Kenny Hustle. Yeah. Right? He's taken three charges. So charges drawn per thirty six, he leads the NBA at one point nine three. Three games in we shouldn't get too carried away, but we're gonna keep an eye on this type of stuff. Total charges drawn, he's tied for first with three with Kevin Love and Patrick Beverly. Um, you know, there's a few other things that loose ball recoveries. He's at uh 2.6 per 36, which leaves him seventh in the league. Nice. Um, I mean, he's just out there, Mark, every single time, just hustling, and you can't help but but notice these things. Yeah, and there's a few other elements of it, like 
Chargers drawn per 36. We see Omarui out there at number seven. Um, we have different elements. We're going to keep an eye on this shit, like I keep saying, because it's a bigger picture type stuff. Lou Dort is tied for ninth with contested threes per game. Um, and <clears throat> contested threes per 36. Baisley, 6.9, so 10th place. That's that's a surprise to me, right? But his <clears throat> blocks come out from the three-point range. Right, but that's, I mean, that's a lot. Like nearly seven contested sure. three-point three-pointers per game. That means that he's being put on a lot of a lot of guards, or at least yeah. a lot of people who feel comf- you know comfortable shooting from behind the three-point line. Um, you know, Dort is tied for seventh in the contested three totals with fourteen. Um, and it, look, there's there's a lot of bullshit in here too, like especially this early in the season, things that are irrelevant. Um, but we want to keep an eye on this stuff. Um, some other players that we talk real positive about, um, Isaiah Stewart from um, Detroit. He's leading the league in box outs per game, um, 5.3. For him, man. You know, I don't know. How, how is it you're only boxing people out 5.3 times per game? I don't know. Anyway, some it's of these stats the are contact. new to me. It's what? about the contact. It's yeah. about the contact you make. Yeah. A lot of times, like, if, it, if there's no contact and you just seal your player, you, there's not – I never really consider those a box out, but I know how some people do consider those box outs. So it's right. all about how you look at it, I guess. Yeah. So – Good stuff to keep an eye on. Um, there's, you know, Jared Vanderbilt from Utah leading the league in loose ball recoveries. Uh, that's to me a stat that I really like to focus on. Um, you know, deflections are great. You know, and we should definitely make sure you know we continue to keep an eye on that. But when you're talking about loose ball recoveries, what I think about is a desire to dive on the floor first, and. We've always heard whoever gets on the ground first usually gets it. So that's that's what I want to see. Um, it, that's what's going to make up this team. It's what our dad used to say, man. Right. It's that reckless abandonment, right? You put your body on the line, don't really care what happens to it. A lot of these guys that dive on the floor, the first guy that's down on the floor gets trampled on or gets you know dove on top of. I mean, there's no protection when, when the ball's loose like that. There's no refs going to be like, you landed on him, foul. I mean, yeah, there's some that will call it, but it's not a consistent call. You can't, you know, automatically assume that's the call you're going to get. Um, but, man, it's all about what you put out there, and those hustle stats mean everything. It's always how it's been. It's If you're doing the hustle stats, you're doing all the things that are right. Yeah, let's talk about this team section of it. Deflections per game, the Thunder are fourth with 18.7, and they're also fourth in total deflections at 56. Loose balls recovered per game. The Thunder is 6.3 at 6th and with a total of 20 of them. So, you know, those are the things I like seeing. Deflections, loose balls recovered. Um, You know, if the Thunder can make their way in those things being the youngest team in the NBA, the other stuff will come. That's practice. You know, that's repetition. Charges drawn, number one. Right. Charges drawn as a team, number one. Right, we're averaging yep. two a game. So it's it's what everything, man. It's it's all the little things. It is. But in the end, the Lakers are leading the league in deflections. So doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean wins. <laughs> no. Hustle stats don't always mean wins, but hustle stats mean that you have the players. 
the players are playing for you, the players are playing well, and they're just doing what it takes to, to win games. And I think that's the key that we're looking at and what we're understanding with this team is that's why when we're looking at defensive stats, we're looking at hustle stats, and we're looking at offensive stats, it's where this team ranks because we want to see that improvement every single year. If that improvement's happening, then everything is happening inside the organization. Yeah. And it's all about how it's being taught, how these guys are learning, and how these guys are bulking up and, and getting better on a daily basis. And when we see these stats that that prove that these guys are going out there and doing whatever it takes and getting charges and leading the league and um, charges drawn, six total. So it's two per game. But we get J-Will out there, and all of a sudden it's going to bump that up. You know, We get JRE playing a little bit more, it's going to bump that up. Kenny Hustle is going to help that stat. You know, it's all these little things that are all going to come together, and it's all of a sudden it's going to be like, wow, we just knocked out 12 wins in a row. Well, how is that possible? Because defensive stats, everything starts going well. Hustle stats, everything starts going well. And our offense gets on track. It's almost impossible to beat us if this is what's happening. And that's why Mark and I get excited about the future of this team and recognizing where this team is at right now and where this team is going. And that's where it's at. Is It's all of a sudden it's like being able to sit back and appreciate all the little things that are happening right now inside the organization. And yeah, that means that we have to watch some shit basketball sometimes. And that's not talking nasty about the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, man. You're watching basketball and your team doesn't score for 12 minutes. Well, that's shit basketball. You know? And we're seeing this happen less and less. Like last year... We would go on these crazy streaks of not scoring, and Mark and I would look at each other and be like, well, next year, if we can cut those streaks out of not scoring down to you know, three or four minutes of not scoring and see the improvement, that's what we need. And that's what's happening this year. We're seeing that improvement from last year. And yeah, that doesn't mean that you know these guys are all going to be able to play and, and play every single game, but we just want to see that improvement. This is not a win-now team. This is not a win-now or go-home team. This is not that. You know, the... The commissioner is not going to throw us down to the G League for not, you know, coming in uh, first place this year. So knowing that, we could take a step back and really just try to enjoy what's happening with Oklahoma City. And that's all Mark and I want. We just want to enjoy what's happening inside the locker rooms. And God damn it, that sounded so dirty. That's um, okay, dude. We just want to enjoy what's happening with this team. That's it, in the organization. We don't really care what's happening in the locker rooms. We don't. <laughs> but maybe we do but maybe. <laughs> so one thing i think about and i'm i'm pretty damn sure that sam presti is the person who i heard say this first but hard week hard work hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard mm. and in the end damn. you'll look at this team and say oh well we're not necessarily as talented as everybody but that's why we want to focus on the hustle stats and it doesn't mean that we're not going to run into teams that are really good, who are really talented, and who work really hard, and they're going to beat us. But if we lay down the foundation of hard work through deflections, diving on the ball for the loose, for the ground, for the loose ball, on taking charges, those types of things, as the talent comes in, we're going to be one of those teams that works really hard, that has top-level talent. And that's what it takes to win a championship in the NBA. So You're right. that's what we're all about. So that's why we do what we do. All day, every day, man. We The, the Thunder is everything to us. And, and anybody that knows who Mark and I are and talks to Mark and I, like 
yeah, we get on uh, you know other subjects and we talk about other things once in a while, but really our true passion is the Oklahoma City Thunder. We we love what's happening inside the organization and have loved what's happening inside the organization since day one. Um, you know, we we had the the privilege of of knowing Sam Presti when he was in San Antonio, not really knowing him, but knowing of him in San Antonio. Um, you know, my father knows uh, Leinergan over there in San Antonio is one of the owners there. So we, we were always around that situation. You know, I got a chance to meet da- um, David Robinson at the San Antonio um, 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 Event Center, uh, wherever that's at, but it's, it's, where, it's where the main basketball court is at. And I was able to meet David Robinson there. And there was a bunch of the people inside of their organization there as well. So we've rubbed shoulders throughout our times um, in, you know, San Antonio. But it's crazy to me to see how a what at that time a young kid getting chosen by Oklahoma City to really hey here you go, here's the keys to the city. We believe in what you can do. I mean, like listen. Anytime that you have a, a billion-dollar organization and you hand it to a 34-year-old or 30-whatever Sam I think was he was 28. Time. Yeah, 28. Thank you. Like, 28 years old. And here you go. Here's the keys. Think about that, man. Oh, and by the way, we're moving to Oklahoma City. You're starting over. You got no practice facility. You got nothing. You got, you got to figure this all out yourself. You don't here have you a name. Go. Like, holy shit. And Sam Presti at 28 or 29, whatever it was, he was fucking chill. He did not give a shit about it at all. Like, all he did was take a step back, and he worked the stuff out. He got Russ, he got Ibaka, James Harden, and everything else worked out. You know, like, that's what we just saw with the reset. But when the reset happened, it wasn't like last time. We didn't just have our picks and who we traded... um, you know, Ray Allen for, you know, we have gobs of picks. We had like 20 something first rounders for a while. Like, think about that guys. Like this is the future. And people will say, Oh, well, some of those first rounders will never, you know, turn out to be anything. You're right. Some of them will never, but who else are you going to bet on in the NBA Yeah, to get real. late round picks and turn them into gold? Who else can you truly bet on? Sam Presti is it, guys. So get on board. Oh. Get the fuck on board. If you're not a Thunder fan, it's time to wake up, smell the coffee, take a sip of the Absnith, take a toke of the blunt, join us on the hype train, because that's what we do every single day. And we bring it to you guys three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we hope that you'll tell your friends. We hope that you'll continue to join us. We hope... That you fall in love with this team like we do. Yeah, it's a long way up. You know, it may feel like we're about to climb a mountain. But, hey, we're just glad that you're there for us, with us, through this process. Because, like, we'd do it alone if we had to. But in the end, knowing that we've got a couple hundred people who've got our back every step of the way, well, it makes it all worth it. So, we appreciate you guys. We do. Couple, couple hundred, come on. Give our, give our fans more than that. We appreciate the hundreds of you that tune in and that's as simple as that like there is no more couple hundred it's it's intense man like we're getting so much love from every place around the world it's truly spectacular malaysia uh we had a ton of downloads from malaysia i want to throw this out here what's happened in australia to us is insane 
we love Australian listeners point out blank, but I was contacted by five different uh, people from Melbourne um, this last week. Unbelievable, man. I get so pumped when I talk about Australian um, basketball, whether it's the NBL, whether it's footy, uh, footy, whether it's the AFL. It makes me so fucking pumped to know that we have a huge, huge, strong base from Australia. So thanks again, guys. We really fucking appreciate you guys. We love you. And we will see oh, yeah. you Wednesday.